It's June the 30th, 2011. I'm Mike Benedetti. This small phone is Bruce Russell. This is 508, a show about Worcester. Today in Worcester, the ex-prisoner activist group Epica had a kickoff to announce some new campaigns. We are calling this our kickoff party. Okay. It's a kickoff campaign to talk about all the new campaigns that Epica has you know, endeavored on yes. and to talk about the implementation piece of the new law that we've helped pass. So you guys, so last summer you guys finally, you were part of a large coalition that finally won the battle for Cory reform in Massachusetts and now today you're talking about what's next. We're talking about what next and as you know, even though the law has passed and we like to celebrate the passing of the law, there's still a lot of work to be done. Sure. So sure. we want to bring everybody up to date on that work. Okay. that it takes the groundwork that it's going to take to make sure that our law is to make sure our law works yes. you know what I'm saying yes so, and you have and you have is, we, we have, you have a, a new slate project. of campaigns okay we have four okay, okay. we're working on the Chen's process okay it's an initiative to turn Chen's into what they call faces okay we say because a face is more than a Chen's what is Chen's Chen's is children in need of services okay where faces is families and children engaged in services. Okay. All right, so this initiative is going to offer more access to community uh, resources, let's say more avenues than just a probation worker in an introduction to the juvenile justice system. Okay. We want to offer our children some hope. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So that's one campaign. Okay. Then we have prison-based gerrymandering. Okay. All right, and this initiative so that the census will count prisoners in the neighborhoods they come from, not in the prison, okay. which is not their home. Right. Okay? Then we have um, the RMV. We'll talk about the fees that people incur once they come from jail, once they get their life together and they want to get back on track. We talk about this $500 fee that is enforced in order for you to get your license. Even if you've never had a license and you've been in prison for a drug offense, you're hit with this fee. Another barrier that makes things harder for people to get back on their feet. Sure. So we're working on that. We're also working with FAM, okay. Families Against Mandatory Minimum Sentencing. Okay. Okay? We, we feel that the, the mandatory minimum sentencing holds people back also doubles the time people get in prison. Mm -hmm. It doesn't allow the judge to look at you for the person that you really are. So, you know, our, our goal is to reduce recidivism. We want to break the cycle of the incarceration nation as we are becoming. Mm -hmm. So that's our goal. What we want to do is change that. You know? So in all these initiatives we're taking on, our goal is to reduce the incarceration, the rate that it has it's escalated to. Thank you very much. Bruce, how are you doing today? I'm not bad, you? I'm okay. You know, Bruce, you're my best friend, man. You know why? Why is that? All the other guests on the show flake. Bruce Russell stands stands tall, shows up. He's proud. <laughs> not that tall. Actually, you're about eight inches long today on the show. In phone form. Thank you, sir. No problem. Um, so, Bruce, I think on the show today, last week we had an issue-packed show. This week, I guess we're going to talk a little bit more about Epica stuff, Green Solidarity Economy Conference, <coughs> Great Inflation, Women of Punk, uh, a little bit about Worcester Magazine, some downtown Worcester destinations, city council issues. Um, 
that's about it. Do you, is there? Do you have any city issues on your radar this week? Who me? Yeah. Yeah, I was just. Well, I was just. Com- I was just commenting about to give Michael O'Brien a uh, a grade a, a name for all these years that he took over. Yeah, well, ho- hold that thought and let me explain to people what we're talking about there. The the city council. Well, once a year gives a grade to the city manager, and there's they have sort of a format on how they're supposed to do it. And every year they give him an almost perfect grade, like a four point nine, or you know, a, on a scale of zero to five. Um, and I don't think that this is actually such a big story. I mean, the the story. I mean, the story is that people complain all the time that the city council is very subservient to the city manager, that they don't give the city manager strong guidance, that they're not leaders for the city, that they let the city manager be the leader for the city, which is maybe a fine thing, except that the city manager is not elected, so it's a little bit of a concern. And so something like this just reflects that, um, rather than being a story in and of itself, I think. But what's your comment, Bruce? Well, my comment is, is that, you know, it's like the city government, I mean, it's like, you know, they really need, they really try to, they try to do stuff that the city doesn't need. I mean, they, I mean, it's taken them all these years to do this, uh, the city square thing. I mean, you get all these, like, vacant buildings, and you once the problem is, you build all, you build all these new buildings in downtown, you still have a lot of vacancy problems because nobody can afford the taxes downtown. There's not enough people coming here to do anything. Hold on, Bruce. I'm going to put a copy of Train Spotting next to the phone. And that will be, so that you'll be, tra- that will be your face, okay? All right. Ewan McGregor, here he is. Okay, go for it. And the other thing is that they try to resolve the problem that, that, on their on their liking, not for so much on the likings of the city the city people or city residents. I just think they need to find another way to to, to deal with conflict for the good of the people, and not to try to make it all government and all policy or whatever. Because policy just doesn't 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 cut the mustard anymore. It's just like it's just totally totally BS. And you know, there was a comment about the other thing too about Obama's, like he was trying to. Yeah. Wait a second, you're bringing Obama into it. Yeah, because this all do with government stuff, and he's part of the... And him being a president for a lot of this stuff, too, and he's understood my comments there, too, is that he's trying to find a, a more ways to pay taxes for people to... get more people to pay... trying to, have, trying to come up with new uh, tax uh, revenue to, to create... To, to eliminate the deficit. And my thought is that if you give all these big, big oil companies, all these big businesses, all these like millions of dollars uh, tax break, that's the that will start half the problem. But people don't want to look at that. They rather go to the small person or the, or whoever to soak this money out. I mean, there does come a fine line between responsibility and ignorance. I mean, it's being ignorant by giving oil companies billions of dollars of tax breaks and racing on all these other places. I mean, I mean, somebody's got to give up. One way or the other. This is a good this point. Is really disgusting. I'm going to switch you out for train spotting. Hold on, because I got a better idea here. Which is this sea captain. Okay, Bruce? Yeah. Great. Okay. So, moving on to the next issue of the week. Um, uh, I'm really actually pretty excited about this this uh, this Epica stuff of their new campaigns because for years and years and years 
they were working on the state level to try to reform uh, the so-called Cori laws, the Criminal Offender Record Index laws. Uh, a lot of politicians eventually came around to their point of view, feeling like that this law was doing a poor job of balancing people's ability to, to enter into society with business owners' right to know the backgrounds of the people that they were hiring, or at least to be able to easily get information about the backgrounds of the people they were hiring. Um, and so they eventually got it figured out. And it took like seven years of working on this, Epica and other groups, but Epica, one of the biggies, I think. Uh, so it's cool that they're working on other stuff. You know, they definitely have they definitely have a track record now. I mean, they, they definitely know how to get people to hear their message now. Um, wanted to just because it is a slow news week, just talk about the cover of Worcester Magazine this week. That did you see Worcester Magazine this week, Bruce? Yeah, briefly. Briefly. Well, the headline this week is the Twilight Zone. Worcester grapples with an aging population, and. Um, I was a little, uh, reading, skimming the article, I was a little disappointed that it was, I, for some reason I want a lot of numbers in these articles, Bruce. I, I sort of want to know, like, is Worcester old, the population of Worcester is aging compared to what? You know, like, I mean, I'm originally from West Virginia, which I think has a very old population for the United States of America. So is Worcester, like, older than other places in the Commonwealth? Is Worcester older than other places in the county? Is Worcester just older than it used to be? Is Worcester older compared to what other countries, what other regions? I don't know. That's the kind of thing I just want to get a sense of what's going on. The other, I didn't see that in, in my brief read. Yes, Bruce. Probably one of the dumpiest cities. Probably one of the dumpiest. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we need to have on there. Worcester, the Twilight Zone. Worcester grapples with the dumpy population. <laughs> That'll be the next. It still needs to be destroyed. So. <laughs> That's Bruce's favorite quote. The city needs to be destroyed. I just like, I do like, I do like the sub headline here though because <coughs> I feel like this this could become a cliche, yeah, you know, to, to, city grapples with blank problem, but in this case, Worcester grapples with an aging population. Just has this awesome vision of like the city of Worcester <laughs> going up against some old dude on the street and going, yeah, and getting into a wrestling match. I love it. Worcester fighting. Worcester is Worcester is grappling with its own elderly. Uh, Olympic style wrestling. It's pretty sweet. Um. Oh, you know what else we should talk about, Bruce? Uh, I, I, I was thinking about the Cory, Cory thing there. Yeah. My uh, former girlfriend uh, couldn't get a job, she couldn't get it because of the uh, Cory thing. And it's like, I don't think it's really fair for discriminating somebody because they've been arrested <laughs> for, like, petty, petty, petty crimes. But, I mean, if someone murdered somebody or killed somebody, that's a whole other story. But if somebody did, like... Arm robbery in a grocery store or something like that. I don't think they should hold that against them. I mean, I mean, somebody would you hire somebody? I mean, on the wait, other wait, hand, wait a second. You're saying you're saying if somebody ro does arm robbery in a grocery store, they should or shouldn't hold it against them? I should think you should hold it against them. But I'm just okay. saying somebody who didn't just kind of like rob a king's or something in a store. I mean, I don't think that should affect them from getting a job. But I mean, for robbing somebody, gun for you or shooting somebody, yeah, it's a whole other story. You know what they say about armed robbery, Bruce. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Um, Vermont doesn't have this law. I mean, I know people live up there. They don't have this law up there. Vermont doesn't have a criminal offenders law? No, like they do not. They don't have the, the uh, records. They don't, wait. Okay. They don't have like the, you know, either the, the Corey check the, here. They don't have that in the 
Corey Chicken of Lamar. You sure? So really? I asked, I asked people about that. Well, we were about business, so they don't have any success things like that. Huh. Who knew? Vermont, man. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just know it's a, it's a, a, a rule of police, man. I go, go for a rule. Thanks, Bruce. This is this is a special show for all the Snowghost fans who haven't are so frustrated that they don't see him on the show anymore like these two. He used to be on the show every week, man. Not anymore. You know what the one thing you see about the rule? What's that? There are different rules. There you go. All right, Bruce. I'm gonna have to get back to Worcester news. Okay. Alrighty. Okay. Uh, we should mention we were actually asked to mention on this show uh, a video that we made about the women of Worcester's punk scene. Uh, um, I have no guess, and I'm getting laryngitis. <coughs> Bruce, talk for a little bit while I cough. Yeah, just <coughs> thank I'll you. Okay, I'll I'm back. Game is, is, uh, this is a uh, drinking town. It has a real severe mental problem. I think it has a real punk. I really. Uh, I think the bigger problem is they have a real punk problem. We have a punk and metal problem in this city. Well, well, um, we were asked to mention this video that we made with Chasha Khan, or Chasha produced this, and you and I did the the hosting and technical work on it. Well, Interviewing we're 11 we're women. Like a, we're just like a cartoon network from the cartoon networks that's in the background. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, Bruce. We, uh, but we helped, uh, we helped put this video online and on television. It's a good video if you're curious about uh, Worcester's punk scene from a female point of view. Um, I wish I wouldn't do that myself, so. It was, you, you wish what? Well, there's nothing I know about being a woman, so. There you go. Me too, man. Me too. <laughs> Believe you me, Bruce Russell. So people can check that out. All right, go uh, check it out, man. There's a green solidarity... Economy, building a Green Solidarity Economy conference that's still coming up in a few weeks. We still can't get anybody from this conference to come on the show. They always say they will. They don't come on the show. They apologize. They, you know, and you know, Bruce, they always apologize for not coming on the show as though they don't realize that I'm going to complain about them on the show and get my own small revenge that way. We're going to have people on to talk about this because this is an awesome, badass conference. I'm very excited about it. We're going to have somebody on next week. You have to brainwash them? Yeah. We'll do it, man. I'm ready. Okay. All right, let's do it. Okay, so I got I got two things. I got two more things for you, Bruce. Two more things right. for this episode. Are you ready? Definitely. All right. Um, one is that we're going to talk about city council issues. This actually, and then the second one we're going to talk about downtown Worcester destinations. Uh, this is actually an interesting thing. So I was, you know, last week on the show we were talking about the Albion, which is a building down the street from you, I know. Um, which has had a ton of police, people from the police coming in there, and the city was getting all up in with the building owner about the Albion. And it, it's, they basically had gotten like a visit a day, more than a visit a day maybe over the past year. And it was it's a ton of, it was, it was, and what? It's called Maria's Place now. No, the Albion? Yeah. No, Maria's Place is a, I thought Maria's Place is a kitchen. No, it's just Maria's Place now. It's not the Albion anymore. When did this happen? A while ago, it was called Maria's Place or something like that. Really, they ch they have a different title on there. Yeah. It still says on the stone or whatever the Albion, though, right? Yeah. All right, so. Stone called Stone called nuts. <laughs> so, thank you, Bruce. <laughs> they don't mention it. 
<laughs> okay, so, um, oh, what I don't know what we were talking about. It doesn't matter, does it? We're talking about the Albion. So, I was complaining last week that my frustration was, again, like a lack of numbers, that there was not that kind of information of, let's compare the Albion to Maple Manor, let's compare the Albion to uh, the Aurora, right? Let's compare the Albion to the Bancroft, let's compare the Albion to Gary Rosen's house, and let's just look over the past 10 years how many people are going to each one of these places. I was actually brought this up to, or how many times are the cops going to each one of these places? Just to get a baseline of a building that has whatever, dozens of people living in it. What's a reasonable number of police visits to that building so we can think of what's an unreasonable number and just get a sense of how out of whack this place is? Um, the uh, I was mentioning this to a, a professional journalist this week, and he was like, well, the trouble is you're never going to get this information out of the Worcester Police Department. They, you know, they just are going to drag their feet if a journalist makes a call. I mean, this is obviously you know four seconds on a spreadsheet or something, it seems like, to get that kind of information. That actually, that actually is an issue that I think I want to ask you, city council candidates, Bruce, which is, um, you know, like, the police department is in possession of a lot of statistics about the city, which we citizens uh, could use to make useful decisions about governance of our city. Like, this is a good example. Um, and they, it's hard to get this information out of them. It, they don't really make it publicly available, even though, even when it is publicly available, blah, 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 blah. What do you think there, city councilor? We would come with a real a better question, but I think it's a question I want to ask city councilors. It's just the question of, of, of police statistics. You know, I mean, people may have other questions they want to ask city councilors about the police department, whatever. I feel like just information releasing could be a good question, or information availability could be a good question. Do you have any, uh, before we get into downtown Worcester destinations, Bruce, do you have any, uh, do you have any thoughts on the question of, uh, what what issues city council candidates should be discussing as they run for uh, Worcester City Council this fall? I just think they need a way to, 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 to find another way to do a conflict and not just not just kind of like brushing on the rug and trying to and trying to cut everything down and trying to save all this money for whatever reason or stuff like that. And, how how would how what would be the what would be the sort of question behind that? What would be the what would be the issue behind sort of the whole question of budgeting and conflict just, and resolution. There's no reason why somebody's why a lot of buildings are leaving or closing up just because people are not able to afford the taxes downtown. Mm-hmm. Not people and not going up properly advertising businesses. They had that thing about the store owners putting uh, graffiti out by advertising businesses, whatever, and it now, takes the burden off. The homeowners, because ultimately the homeowners weren't getting screwed because they weren't picking up the extra taxes because there's not enough business downtown to support support the taxes downtown and other businesses. That's what it's all about. Now let me ask you this: you you are famous for going on record as as your your policy prescription for the city of Worcester has been to destroy the city. Um, is that correct? Oh yeah, I don't mean that. I don't mean that literally, but. <laughs> but. I guess I'm asking, do you feel like that would be a question we should ask city councilors? Should this city be destroyed? Yeah, I mean, I mean my, my, they're, they're, they're all I'm probably going to say, well, you know, they're, 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 somebody's doing a good job and they need us. Wait, they're going to say what? They're going to probably gonna say their feedback's going to say, well, well, that's not us that are doing it. The other people are doing it. Who are the other people? The ones in the, the ones in the, <laughs> Either city, uh, city hall or whoever. That's 
a good that's a good question actually like it, I want, it just reminds me of like uh like the buck stops here you know like basically oh. say to them like the city has you, know, you could just list some problems the city has been dealing with over the last two years and say do you accept responsibility for this if you're an incumbent do you accept responsibility for this any, um, or what responsibility do you accept for this and yeah i think the other thing they, they really need to be ready for is that find another way to deal with people's money that because people they're, they're spending people's money I've been careless with people's money. Okay. Do you have any specific and criticisms, or do you feel like just in general? I just feel like it's general. I just think it's <clears> going crazy with people's money. You know, it's just like, you know, it's like the government in Boston. It's the same thing. It's just like going crazy. Well, I don't want to talk about Boston on the show, because we don't live in Boston. Oh, I'm just, people no, talk I'm too much about Boston. What? I'm just saying it's Massachusetts. Well. Generally saying, you know, they're just crazy with, they're just reckless with, with with people's money. You know who else is reckless with people's money? Who's that? People. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as, as the last 10 years of our nation's history have shown. I don't know who's not reckless with people's money. I think everybody is. That's the whole point of money, right? Alright. Alright, so. You know what, Bruce? I was, down at the bus, I was down at the bus today across from City Hall, and I was looking at the back of this sign. That I never look at the back of this sign. And it has a list of... Uh, it's one of these signs sort of sort of talking about the downtown Worcester district. This is there's different there's there was a wayfinding that was the word they used wayfinding thing a few years ago where they put up all these signs in different districts around the city and they defined the districts. I don't know where the definitions came from, but they have on the back of the sign like a list of Worcester attractions and then they have like a map of the districts to show you where in that district you could find some attractions. I just wanted to read you the list of the downtown Worcester district attractions. Are you ready? And we can talk, say some little anecdotes about the list. This isn't really to criticize the list. It's just sort of a... Sorry, Bruce, you just fell off the back of the chair. This is just to comment on uh, what's on the list. All right? I can't believe this statue has not broken yet. It's getting close. Um, so the Regional Justice Center. Do you know what that is? That's the courthouse. That's the. Have you have you been in the court the, the new courthouse? Yeah, once. What 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 brought you down there? Are you willing to talk about what brought you in there? No, I went down there. You remember when I uh, was living with Tom and back in like two thousand seven when they had like a. Oh, don't bring it. You shouldn't bring up people's individual problems though. Alright. Alright. So uh, you were there for a friend. Okay, I was in there actually. The only time I was really in there was for that for that Larry Sirignano, uh trial years ago. I spent a lot of time in there over the course of whatever three or four days. Um, don't don't bring it up. Don't bring people's personal problems on the cable access. Okay. No, I'm not bringing anybody. All right, all right. The Worcester Historical Museum. Have you ever been to the Worcester Historical Museum? There's another one I was only ever at one time for. There was an Abby Hoffman event there. I feel like I want to go back, but I only ever went there the one time. Mechanics Hall? You been in Mechanics Hall? Yeah, I never found a good mechanic there at all before. <laughs> Thank you. DCU Center, another one. Last time I was at the DCU was for a Sharks game, a hockey game. Yeah, it's around too, man. I also passed out in the DCU one time. Did I ever tell you about that? I just did. Well, you know what I was doing? I was giving. They have a kind of. They have a kind of giving blood. It's not the plasmapheresis or whatever they call it. It's this kind where they like. It's like double red cell donation, and they take a pint of your blood and they centrifuge it, and separate out the red cells, and they put the rest of the liquid part back in you, 
and then they take another pint of blood and they do it again and that's what they take. So they get two pints worth of red cells but you don't lose any fluid, basically. Okay. Can I ask you a question? I, and I passed out in the middle of that. Only time I, I've been given blood for 20 years. Only time I ever passed out. Yes, Bruce. Ask me when a question. You, when you did the fresh cells, why what you sell it for? <laughs> Thank you, Bruce. That was great. Okay. So that's the only Worcester building I passed out in, I think, is the DCU. The pharmacy school, the Mass College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences. I've never really done anything at the pharmacy school. Have you? No. It's a, you know the, someone, I know someone else too, man. What's that? If Wait. You pass that, we should, if you pass out the, the DCU center, we should know you, we should know you passed that. We should know you passed it. I did. <laughs> I did. I passed the flying colors. Uh, Worcester City Hall in Common is an attraction. I think we've both been there a lot of times. The Foothills Theater Company. I think the Foothills, the Foothills Theater Company closed. I don't know. Yeah. It is, so yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. It's you know it's you, you make these you make these expensive signs and life changes. Life moves yeah, on. We saw that uh, How to Kill a Mockingbird. Remember? We that? saw To Kill a Mockingbird there. Yeah. 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 Did we see the whole play? I feel like I only saw part of that play. I think we saw the whole thing. That was a weird day. Yeah, it was definitely the whole thing. It was the whole the whole situation was kind of weird, though. The whole play was kind of weird. Yeah, just the whole thing, the whole situation. It was just weird, really weird. <laughs> um, there's, not, there's not enough time on those tapes to, 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 to get into the details, so you know, let's just leave it at that. I don't even remember what happened. I just remember a weird, an uncanny feeling around that day. Um, oh, was that the day that we had tickets that were expired, yeah. and we were at, did we have to leave? I think we had to change seating because I think the tickets were good for like two days or so. <laughs> we had tickets. Somebody had given us free tickets, but they were tickets. They were tickets for the week before, and the person didn't yeah. realize they were giving us tickets at the wrong date. And I think well, yeah, we were asked to switch seats because the people with the tickets for that seat were there, and then we realized the tickets were bad. But we found a seat anyway, right? Right. All right. That's what was going on there. Um, yeah, that was not, that's what happened. This is the kind of this is the kind of incisive analysis that people watch the show for, Bruce. All right. Uh, City yeah. Square is on the list. Have you ever been to City Square? No. Me neither. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what is it. Oh, it's 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 the old mall that's going to become City Square. Nobody's really been to City Square yet. Um. It's but they're thinking ahead on the sign. The federal building and courthouse. I've been in there. Bruce has been in there too. I've been in there. I've been in the holding cells. I've been in the court. I've been in the lobby. I gotta tell a story about you going in there though, Bruce. You used to help out Java Joe when he used to cater the jury, right? Yeah, the one the federal courthouse. Yeah, this is the federal courthouse. It was so it's awesome. So uh, you know, the, the the juries used to get a thing of of like Cokes and chips and whatever every every day and um yeah, it was just Wednesday. On Wednesday, okay. I love to tell this story. So Bruce would like schlep all the stuff over there for the Java Joe, the guy who owns the, the coffee shop adjacent to the courthouse right there. And uh, I just remember going in there. The first time I ever went in there was with you. And like the front of it's all, you know, this all it's all bulletproof glass and all this like metal detectors and stuff. And there's all these, you know, these uh, these security guys there. And so I just decided, I just decided to hang out and sit on a bench outside out at the edge of the thing rather than going through the security. But Bruce just like walks there through there with like this big thing of cokes, and of course all these sirens are going off. The security guy's just like, "Hey Bruce, how's it going?" Bruce goes in, comes back out, grabs another thing, goes back through, sets off all the alarms. Bruce Russell, implicitly trusted by security at the federal building. All right. Good job, man. Ain't hey, no problem. Hey, I know a lot of those guys in there anyway. I still talk to them occasionally. Oh yeah. Yeah.
cool. I just went and saw a guy there yesterday. He actually there yesterday the day before, so. They're all, they're nice guys. My interactions yeah. with them are always very positive. Alright. I think they're very professional and very, very courteous. Um, right. Hanover Theater. You ever been in the Hanover Theater? No. Me neither. You know, I even helped, I helped videotape, I helped videotape a special about the opening of the Hanover hosted by uh, Dorothy Hargrove and Gary Rosen. And uh, so I actually worked on the production crew for that for a little bit, but I never oh. went in the theater. They yeah. have a movie sometimes when you come in in October, I kind of like to see, I don't forget what now. In the, they're, they're showing a movie in the, the Hanover? Well, a play, I should say. Oh, a play. Okay. Do you know what it is? Uh, to I Kill a Mockingbird? What? What? I can tell you in just a second. All right. It's uh, The Young Frankenstein, October, November, September 30th to October 2nd. Are you going to go check it out? Yeah. you gotta, you got to report back on the show when you see it. And uh, October 4th, Diana Ross and then Jackson Brown playing the 4th and the 6th there, too, man. There you go. The li- the last one on the list is the library. Have you ever been in the library? Oh, yeah. It's pretty yeah I was just in there today. How, what was the scene in there like? Yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of busy. That's a good place, the library. Oh, yeah. It's pretty liability. <laughs> it is a liability. It probably is a liability. Um, well, Bruce, thanks for being on the show, man. Hey, no problem. That reminds me of a joke, man, about a library. Well, we got to go, but I'll talk to you later, all right? Hey, yeah, see ya. We're running out of time. Thanks for, thanks for watching. Fi- thanks, thanks for watching 508, everyone. Professionalism lives. Bye-bye.